I am light. I am oxygen. I am energy. I am life. Feel the way its truth resonates with your inner consciousness. Feel it. Beyond being a vessel of energy or just the body you have, you are the living essence of the universe. Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Everything with Ali Levine. You guys, I have such a special guest with me today. You guys know I love my guests. I honestly feel honored for all the people that come on my show. But this one is truly a special one. I love her message, all she's doing. So I want to tell you guys a little about her before I bring her on. So I have the fabulous Ruby Framan, who is a certified life coach, NLP practitioner, leadership mentor, speaker, and author of Potent Leadership. She has helped thousands gain the confidence to quit performing, crystallize their messaging, and lead their movements with integrity. An expert on personal growth and inner work, Ruby is the host of the top-rated podcast, Potent Potent Truth, which was formerly known as Today's Thought Leader, and has appeared in over 100 publications and podcasts. She works with her clients one-on-one or in group settings at her live retreats and in her collective. Known for her big heart, no bullshit approach, and shamanic gifts, Ruby's work bridges the gap between practicality and spirituality, offering leaders an opportunity to create true inner expansion. Her favorite topics to speak on include potent leadership and conscious entrepreneurship, which have landed her on stages around the world. Ruby sees herself as an advocate for humanity and uses her online presence to encourage her community to question the narrative and cultivate true sovereignty of mind, body, and spirit. She currently lives in Austin, Texas with her husband and her two dogs, Luke and Leah. Ruby, welcome to my show. Allie, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited um, to see where our conversation goes today. So excited to have you. I've been following your, you know, your social and your work for quite a little bit since probably I'd say a little before 2020 and then 2020 hit for most of us and it got real, real. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think, you know, I was pregnant with my, you know, second daughter, you know, Arlie, and I think being pregnant, especially in a pandemic, my spiritual awakening and journey took a whole new opening and just floodgates came um, in the most magical, but most wild way possible and finding people like you and my your friend Joel, who I've had on my show and many others was just so not, I want to say helpful. It was so empowering and it was so um, beautiful in the way that your gift really helped open me up to my own gifts in so many ways. And let me step into that empowerment further and question the things I was already questioning, but almost giving permission to, not that I needed permission. And I feel like, especially where we are right now in the world, it is so important to share the messages that you've been sharing. And that's why I was so excited and honored to have you on my show. So before we dive into all of that, because I'm so excited for this conversation, why don't you give us a little backstory of Ruby and where you kind of started? Because I'm sure this was not your MO or where you were quite some time ago. And I think it's really cool to get to kind of hear everyone's journeys of self, whatever you'd like to share, and then we'll kind of get into the present. Definitely. Um, so I'll give a, a really brief snapshot of how I got into coaching and why I chose to get into coaching just for context. Um, my entire life, I felt like I didn't have a voice. I was raised in a very conservative, conservative culture and, um, being told what to do, who to be, how to be. And slowly, but surely I learned how to present myself in a way that would appeal to others, you know, to get the approval of others, to get the love of my family and my parents and all of that. And, that really led me down a dark path of depression and anxiety. Um, I also suffered from PTSD and became an addict uh, in my 20s. 
and pharmaceuticals is what actually fueled my addiction. That's how I became an addict Mm. at the beginning through pharmaceutical drugs. So my distrust for the pharmaceutical industry goes back a long way. Um, The pharmaceuticals slowly turned into recreational drugs and through it all, I was in a series of really toxic, abusive relationships, toxic friendships, just living my life for others without really understanding who I was or what I felt because I was constantly numbing myself. In 2012, I hit rock bottom, um, ending a very, very abusive relationship. And that was when I started straddling one foot in the life that I had, which was very, very toxic. And I was kind of blaming everyone but myself for where I was to this other foot stepping into this new life where I was taking ownership and responsibility for where I was, which was really, really new for me. So 2012 was a lot of uh, forward steps and backward steps, battling my addiction while also understanding that I get to create the life that I want. Um, So it wasn't like I went from rock bottom to where I am. It was a real struggle. I ended up getting a concussion at some point with post-concussion syndrome because I fainted when I was really high at a nightclub um, and had brain damage, uh, nerve damage in my brain, which then they had to put me on nerve medication. And it was like, when I came out of that, I realized, you know, like God gave me another chance and I was literally knocked off my feet. So what am I going to do with this? And that was 2013, the very beginning of 2013, when I was like, I just have to start choosing different. I don't know what I want. All I know is this is not what I want. So I started making different choices which led me to different experiences and different opportunities. And all the while getting, uh, immersing myself in the world of personal development, which was new to me. Um, I had been in therapy for a while, but coaching was this whole new world where I was not just focusing on my past and all my traumas, but I was like creating action plans to move forward. And that's what I fell in love with. And while I was immersing myself in the personal development world, I started sharing more transparently online, really leaning into my voice for the first time in my life. Um, And that's when I started getting a ton of DMs from people. People were able to connect with me. People were sharing their stories with me. And I realized, wow, there is a real gift in transparency. There is a real um, beauty in being able to just share my voice in an authentic way. And all of this led me down the path of um, becoming a certified coach, just going head first in the personal development industry and being the transparent leader that I am today. I think that there's so much power in showing up in our truth, especially in a world where, I mean, we all have a story. We all have our own version of the story of why we aren't showing up in our truth. And when we free ourselves from that story, that's when we actually gain the freedom that we're seeking. So that's what led me to coaching. And then what led me to the idea of potent leadership and potency is really, I saw so many people in the, in the entrepreneurial space and the leadership space acting in ways that felt um, like they were still living a lie. Uh, manipulating their audience, not showing up in truth, like uh, overly perfected captions and sharing their lifestyle, but not really who they are. And it, it didn't, 
it didn't sit well with me. And I realized, well, these are the people that really need some support right now. And if anything, like I might really want to support people and just being who they are and reclaiming what I feel is their potency. And so that led me in the direction of, of supporting leaders and reclaiming their potency. And I absolutely love this work. I think the world would be a much better place if everyone just owned who the fuck they are, you know? Amen. (laughs) Okay. Well, first off, I love that. Thank you for sharing that with your story, because I think it's so important again, especially now in this time where we're really starting to see this beautiful shift from social. I mean, I think podcasts have always been more real because you're speaking, right? It's hard to kind of lie per se when you're speaking and you're hearing these tones and the vibrations of something that's way more true and realness that comes through from the get-go, but social media, we've always seen, like you said, this very filtered, non-truthful, here's a highlight, here's a smidge bit, here's what I think I need to do to show up, all these things when you're not really showing up at all, and raising my hand, like been there, done that, and you know, I love that you said, like, we're kind of starting to see more and more people are stepping into that sovereignty and are wanting to find, you know, who they are, and I, that's why I wanted you to share your story, because I think that a lot of people even that DM me, you know, they look at themselves like what's wrong with me. And it's like, there's nothing wrong with you. You haven't had that aha moment yet. You haven't had that rock bottom moment yet. You haven't had that breakdown to hit the breakthrough moment yet. Like, and you know, I think it happens, obviously it's different for everyone, right? For some people it hits and they just keep going and they stay in that of what you said, what wasn't working and they stay in what's not working because they don't know what to do. So therefore they stay in what's not working. And then there's those who are the smaller percentage, which I hope that, you know, as we see things shift in the world will grow more, but they step into that intentionality of what you spoke to and the potency of like, wait, I maybe don't know who I am, but chasing all these what's is doing nothing for me. And I need to actually chase the who of who I am. And I need to actually figure out who that is. And that's deep rooted shit. (laughs) And that's showing up authentically, as you said. And, you know, I always say confidence is your best accessory. I've said that as a stylist in the industry for a very long time. And then when I lost my confidence, when I became a mom and when I went through heavy postpartum depression, all these things I never expected to experience. And I had my own, you know, dark road to go down. When I came out of it, I realized the huge component of what was missing was authenticity. And I was like, wow, I have to not only step into my authentic real raw self and marry that with that confidence. And then that confidence actually comes naturally because it's hand in hand. Right. And so I just love what you said. And I, and I appreciate you being so vulnerable because again, I think in a world where we're really seeing like this divide of like consciousness of like your kind of low density, low frequency, going to stay in it and decide, even though it's not working, I'd rather just do this because this is what I've known for so long, good or bad, or whatever it is. And then there's those who are like, you know what? There's got to be more. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm okay with not knowing what I'm doing. And I'm finally going to accept that. And I think hearing people like yourself share your own, you know, hardships and your own moments of weakness and breakdowns to be able to get to that breakthrough where you are now and so, you know, vulnerable and so transparent and not only transparent, but real about your truth, as you said, and, you know, honest about where you're coming from and not curating and not being a place of like, oh, I have to just do this because that'll resonate. It's like, no, you just literally like no filter, no bullshit. Here's Ruby. This is who I am. Take it or leave it. I think more and more people really need to see that, especially from these quote unquote thought leaders that are like out in the industry, right? And these quote unquote influencers who are out there and they're maybe not really speaking their truth. Like you said, they're deciding to just show up how they're supposed to show up instead of actually showing up for themselves. So that's kind of where I want to start 
to take this is, you know, you spoke to that potency mm-hmm. and that truthfulness and, you know, getting so heavy into coaching. And I want to get to all those action steps and all that. But before we start with that, let's just talk about you personally as Ruby, as you had this journey and you progressed, what was it like for you to then start to really find your truth and step into that? And what was that world like for you when you first started? Yeah, great question. Um, it was a little scary, intimidating, um, very uncertain when I first started leaning into my voice because for, for a multitude of reasons, one, I didn't know what my voice was. Um, and two, I was scared of the judgment. And, you know, when, whenever someone's scared of judgment, it's always like, usually it's one person that you're thinking of. Um, and for me, it was the judgment of my family, AKA my dad. Um, and I didn't want to lose the love that I had within my family relationships, as well as, um, cause any sort of friction in any other relationship in my life. And so it was scary and intimidating at first, but it also at the same time on the flip side felt so freeing, like the more that I leaned into my truth, the more free I felt, um, the less, it was like the less energy I had to put into the performance. Um, and I didn't even know that I was using so much energy in performing, you know, I had no idea. We don't know until we actually start freeing ourselves from that. And it really felt like, like working out, like flexing a a new muscle, building a new muscle. Like every time I leaned in, I found other ways to lean in more. And I just kept building that muscle and building that muscle. And there are a lot of times when I was leaning into what I thought was my truth, but again, oops, that's another performance. Wait, let me just check myself, find my center again. Where am I really grounded in? What am I really grounded in? What do I value? Who am I? And speak from that space. And I had to get really, um, I had to be, give myself grace, but also be really accepting of the fact that at each, each day that passed, I was getting to know myself on a deeper level. And so instead of trying to put this expectation of like, just speak your damn truth right now, right here, it's like, well, I don't really know what that is. And so as I continued to show up in more authentic ways, I was also at the same time unpacking more of who I was if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely makes sense. And, and I, you know, I'm sure many listening, this resonates, but I know for me, even personally, like between the celebrity styling and all the ways that I had to show up in the Hollywood world, I was totally not myself. And I pretended to myself, I was myself for so long. I was like, no, but I know who I am. And no, I had no clue. And, and I love that you said that when you finally started to make the shift, you felt that freeing feeling. I went through the same thing. It was like, there was this part of me that was, it was really hard. And it was the same with my family, very much hard. My family and certain friends that were so used to me being in a certain box between certain lines, right? That's all of us. Like just stay within this. Cause this is where it's comfortable. Just stay within this because this is where I know you. And this is where we start to really start to like step out and say, but I want to be more, I want to evolve. I want to actually know who I am and go on this soul journey. Right. And so for me, like when you were just saying that, I'm like, yes, I felt the same thing. It was like part of me was doing this like dance of like dark and light because it was like the dark was my family being like, what the hell is going on? Who is she? What's wrong? Is she part of a cult? What is happening? Like literally. And then the other part was like me being like, oh my God, I feel so free. I feel like myself again. I didn't even know I could feel this way. Wow, there's an inner peace coming that I've never ever experienced before. And it was like really this dance. And then like when you were saying like that, almost that 
condition of love, right? Like we don't want to lose that love they have for us and that, you know, acceptance. And it's so hard. I, I'm same, like, and I'm still working through that relationship with my parents. And so I understand so many not wanting to step into it because it creates so many rifts and it creates so much hardship, maybe for a moment, if you will. And it creates emotions to be stirred up and unearthed that we've maybe never experienced before. So when you said you kind of started stepping into your truth and you started having that freeing feeling, then also was still kind of dancing within what those relationships were, what would you say, I guess, not necessarily advice, but maybe just share like what it was like for you to start to really see the shift and how did you handle that as you were kind of further stepping out of that and evolving in consciousness and not staying within those paradigms and boundaries and things that you've been in for so long in your life, like most of us? Yeah. I mean, it's exactly that it's evolving in consciousness. And so as you evolve in your consciousness, you actually start to move out of those different paradigms. It just starts to happen. And the things that you once obsessed about don't become things you obsess about anymore. Um, So for example, my relationship with my family, I mean, it's not like my dad never told me to, to not share what I was sharing. I mean, I got a lot of that until one day I was like, you know what, we can agree to disagree, but this is my path. And I completed that conversation and I knew we disagreed and I was okay with that. He might not have been okay with it, but I was okay with it. And that's the thing is we need to be okay with the path that we're on. Like we need to be okay with our growth, with our spiritual growth, with our spiritual evolution, with our expression, because if we're not okay with that, if you're not okay with your authentic truth and showing up as, as real as you can be then there's no way in hell that other people are going to be okay with it because that's that when you're not okay, you actually start to show up in a, in a performative way. So you may think that you're showing up in your truth, but you're still performing. You have to be okay with who you are. You have to be okay with how you show up. You have to be okay with your truth and what you have to say and what you believe in. And, you know, like a lot of people say, you know, don't, who, don't give a fuck about anyone. And I I don't think that's true. I think we just need to understand what we give a fuck about, right? Mm -hmm. Like I need, I know what I give a fuck about and what I don't. I'm very clear on that, you know, and you have to create that clarity for yourself in order to stand up and speak your truth and show up in, in your light shadows and all, you know, like, cause I don't hide any of that. This is just who I be and you can like it or not. And I understand also that I'm not for everyone. And that was a consciousness shift, right? The former paradigm, which is really working from the ego self is that everyone has to like me. I have to be liked by everyone. I have to be accepted by everyone, but that is driven by ego, right? That's also driven by the inner child. Who's like, just like me. Um, and when you start to evolve in, in a different state of consciousness, you break free from that paradigm and understand like one, you're not, everyone is for you and you're not for everyone. And two, why would you want to be for everyone? Right, right, exactly. And I love that you said that also too, of the inner child. It's so true. It's like, look, when I heard years ago, the inner child, I was like, okay, whatever, that's woo woo. Like I totally, <laughs> totally wrote that off. I was like, whatever. And then again, when I did my postpartum depression and all the things that most of my audience knows I've been through. It was like, 
oh my God, I had to do the inner child work. I had so much to work through and I had so much of like, what I had to work through in the past to what was affecting my present to then would affect my future. And you're right. It's like when you evolve in that consciousness, it is true. When you actually step into it and allow it and you're not one foot in and one foot out, you're actually in it and you're in it and going through it. You're right. It does kind of naturally shift. You do start to kind of see certain things fall off. You do see things that aren't in alignment, decide to no longer align and all these things that, you know, I saw someone post, I think it was Feel Good Life Day and it said, be willing to lose everything that doesn't align with your soul. And I was like, boom, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's it. And that's the thing you have to be willing to lose it, you know, and that doesn't mean you're going to lose it all. I have, I have an amazing relationship with both my parents today and um, they may not understand my life, but they love me. Uh, and our relationship is stronger than ever. And yeah, I've definitely lost a lot of people. And especially in this last year and a half mm-hmm. of speaking up, I have lost a lot of people in my life. And at the same time, like we're just not aligned and you have to be okay with that. Like why, why is it okay for us to live lives surrounded by people who are misaligned with us? You know, people that we're, we just don't jive with. Why, why are we trying to, why are we forcing ourselves to perform and be a certain way just to impress certain people that really just don't match energetically? I love that you say perform because it's a really good way to put it out there for those that are listening, because it's true. It's like when you step into that authenticity of yourself and you step into that real truth, it's a high vibration. It's a high frequency. There's no messing with it. There's no pretending it always cuts through because it's truth. But when you actually like realize that you're maybe trying to do that, but you're like, you said you're performing and you're like, well, I need to show up this way, but I'm speaking a certain way. Like it's like you're, you're performing and, 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 you know, a lot of people I think don't realize that they're performing when they're actually in it, you know? So it's, um, it's an interesting way you put it that, because I think a lot of people, especially now, like you were saying, especially with 2020 and everything that's gone on, people are afraid to step in and be who they are authentically and share what actually aligns with them and what doesn't. And they are afraid to, you know, um, show up and be their authentic selves. And they do feel like they have to perform. I mean, I know I've been there and I finally have just said, you know what, if it doesn't align, I'm not going to pretend it doesn't, it aligns anymore from brand deals to posting on social to anyone I speak to, like, I'm just not going to, because it's just not worth it. Cause like you mm-hmm. said, it really is that evolution and consciousness and being true to yourself and also understanding like, okay, this is who I am. Not everyone's going to like me and that's okay. And our society has taught us for so long that like you have to all get along and you have to be, you know, it's not, and it's like, it's not that we can't be civil and like have those moments where, you know, you're respectful, but the thought of like, everyone has to get along and everyone has to agree on doing this and using these terms and the list goes on. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, one of the biggest lies we've ever been told and taught, right? And it's indoctrined into like the educational system, for example, like to be friends with everyone, to be nice with everyone. Just And then how many times as a child did we hear like, oh, just say sorry or just apologize or just be friends or just play nice. And it's like, wait, why? You know, like when were we ever taught to just be ourselves, to feel our feelings, to acknowledge what we feel, to acknowledge when other people act in, in hurtful ways towards us? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it's like all our lives we've been taught to put this weird band-aid effect on, on, on these interactions and experiences with other people instead of really uncovering who we are and addressing our emotions, which to me has created a society of, of people who don't know how to feel, who don't know how, who don't offer themselves 
enough um, permission or grace to feel the the fullness of their emotions, including the quote unquote darker, uh, you know, unaccepted emotions. And um, the way in which we create relationships with other people and friendships is so twisted. It's like on this weird status kind of level that is not just in Hollywood. Like we see this in the social media space too. I mean, I, I remember when I was first getting started in this like personal development industry and I was in LA and yes, I had friends who were considered like the cool influencer, you know, friends. Um, and I'd go to their events and it's like the first question people ask you when they meet you is like, Oh, Hey, I'm so-and-so what's your name? What's your IG handle? And they pull out their phone, they look at you and they literally judge you on the spot, depending on your, your follower count. And it's like, this is the shit that we've been trained to do and that we're continuing to feed into. And we need to stop feeding into this weird egotistical machine and start recentering ourselves with our hearts and following what feels aligned. And for many of us, even just understanding what feels aligned. Yeah. Well, I love that. You had hit so many, you know, pieces of gold there, but I, I love that you just finished with what actually hits your heart of what's actually aligned, because I think that's what we're really seeing the disconnect in society right now. Right. Besides the fact that some people are really, you know, evolving in consciousness and others are staying kind of where they are. There really is this like heart resonance. Like, you know, like I even say to my husband, when there's certain things that come out, I'm like, I feel it in my heart that that's not true. I feel it that that is true. I feel it that this is this, you know, and it's like, you can't question that though people want to question it as far as like that's not true and that's conspiracy and all these things it's like but if you feel it there's something about like you said about the emotions the feeling when you actually tap into that and know what your heart resonance is there is no messing with it like that is your higher self that is you knowing there is truth here or this is my truth and it's not questionable it's not debatable we don't have to agree on it but this is mine mm-hmm. yeah if only we were trained to operate in that way from the beginning <laughs> from the So you were saying like, you know, if only we were trained that way, if only we were actually taught that way from the minute we come in, because let's be real, when we first come in, I think we're on the same page of consciousness and, you know, what God has created and we are all creators and we come in with a certain light and then the world decides to dim our light instead of allowing it to shine, allowing it to be us and step into that. And, you know, for me as a new mom of two, I felt it's my responsibility and also like my gift to my children being that I am this awake to this and my own consciousness evolving in the work I've been doing to show up that way for my daughters and to really be not only my authentic self for them to see, but also to teach them that I don't want them to ever dim their light, that I want them to always shine. And obviously my 16 and a half month old barely takes us in, but my three-year-old, like she really does. Like she will talk about God with me. She will ask me, you know, certain questions. She will ask just certain things about things that maybe we wouldn't talk about normally, like in school, you know, and it's like, I let her open up to all of it. And we have conversations around everything. And I tell her if something doesn't feel like that it's true to her, then like, let her question that. And like, you know, she knows and to feel her heart. And I can just see even her being three and a half now, how different she looks at the world in the most beautiful way and how she taps into things. And it, it's so magical. And I feel like so blessed as, you know, their mom to get to be this you know, openly conscious and evolve myself, but also watch my children be in this space because I actually think they both kind of came in at a much higher consciousness than I even started at. (laughs) 
Yeah. And what a beautiful way to raise your kids, you know? Um, and I think that that's, that's the faith I have is that a lot of the parents nowadays are raising their kids with more of an open consciousness and, you know, we'll still fuck our kids up in oh, some way, shape, totally. or form. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh my God. And there's days where like, you know, it'd be crazy. Like, I'm trying to get a podcast. and like trying to get a nap. Right? And I, I like flip out and I, you know, feel myself like totally just, Oh, you just need to do this. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, breathe. It's not doing anything. If anything is just making you stressed out, making them upset, things are taking longer because you're, you know, fighting it just, uh, you know, and then like when I do, when I get back to that higher consciousness, I'm like, okay, things are in flow. We're good. And that, you know, but you're right. Like there's definitely moments where I'm like, oh yeah, I totally fucked it up, but it's like, that's, that's yeah. life. Right. And also too, I love that you brought that up because I think that whereas before, like all, like our grandparents, our parents, even before them, when you would fuck up, it was like, what's wrong with you. And it was mm-hmm. like the shame and the guilt and the manipulation and the list goes on. It's like now, conscious parenting and, and those even who aren't parents yet or you know they understand that like that's a low vibration that they don't need to be in they can see those shadows as you said earlier and they can see that like those things are going on with them and work through them and acknowledge them and I also love Ruby that you spoke to so much of the ego because I think that people don't realize how much the ego false protects us and keeps us in a space of like this is working, but it's really not working. But like, let's keep the bandaid, like you said, instead of actually saying, no, F you ego, I don't want to be in this fucking place where you're just like telling me what's working, but it's really not working. I don't like how I feel. How do I step out of this, you know, and start to do the work and move myself forward. And I know for me, like I had coaches I worked with, especially in 2020 when I was pregnant, because I was struggle bus with my pregnancy and COVID and all the things that were going on. It was like, oh my God, why am I pregnant during this time? I, there was like so much happening, you know, and, you know, I did, like I took, you know, a class with Amelia um, Love from Amelia Happiness Guru, and she does a whole ego, you know, coaching um, situation where she w- works you through how to like put your ego at bay and how to step into that higher consciousness. And, you know, it's like, I think that people don't don't realize that we're going to go into your coaching from this. Like people don't realize like you sometimes do need a coach and that it's totally okay to hire that and do that for yourself. And that maybe sometimes you can't do it alone. And most of us haven't, and we have tapped into resources when we've had that moment of like, okay, how do I keep evolving? How do I keep going? How do I keep shifting? So let's go forward into you're now coaching. You're doing all these amazing things to really help people step into their sovereignty, own their authentic truth. When you started coaching and you started playing in the personal development field and everything you're doing, what was that like for you to kind of look at what you had just kind of begun started on this journey to looking at the Ruby who had, you know, fallen on the dance floor and had a mass concussion and, you know, nerve, you know, damage. I mean, like, what was that, what was that shift like for you? Uh, it's crazy. Cause I think for each of us, when we're on our journeys, we don't really realize how far we go we come unless we intentionally stop and pause and reflect or have it reflected back to us so for me what was interesting is I had a really high profile prior to personal development I think uh, honestly my profile was higher in the work that I did before which was in the nightlife industry than it was in personal development when I first started and so there was like a real um obvious transition because my following was like wait what like, wait, you're not going to get me on the guest list. Wait, I can't get these tickets off of you. Wait, you're not doing this rave. Like what's going on here. Um, and wait, you're an addict. Like there was just like all this stuff. And so I was very present to the shift the whole time. (laughs) And, um, you know, I started 
clearing out, I mean, on, this was Facebook because at the time that was what was big. I started clearing out my friends list because I think I was at like 5,000, which was the cap. And I was like, I just need to delete a bunch of people and let people know this is what I'm talking about now. Um, and once I got like in the personal development space, I really just focused on that. And I had my story and my experiences I use those almost like as tools to be able to relate to the people that I was serving, the people that I was talking to, but also to help me better serve people. Because I think when you're in, when you start getting into coaching, one of the number one mistakes I see all coaches and entrepreneurs do is you speak to your audience as if they know as much as you do and they don't like number one mistake. They do not know as much as you do. You cannot use words and verbiage that you are privy to that they have not yet met, right? Like if they have not entered a certain certain state of consciousness, you can't speak to them from that state of consciousness. And so for me, it was just learning how to be relatable and and using my story to to be able to do that. And now from where I stand, like I'm so grateful for uh, for my entire history and my experience because now I can actually see how all the dots connected. Like every single trauma in my life, every single um, perceived negative experience, every single shitty relationship, everything has led me to where I am today and also equipped me with something that I now utilize in the work that I do. So I am very grateful. I have zero regrets whatsoever. Um, and yeah, I think that there's a lot of power in owning our stories fully. I love that owning your story fully. And I also love that you said perceived mm-hmm. negative and earlier you said, you know, the, the, you know, perceived victim mentality and you're right again, coming out of our, you know, indoctrination systems and all the things we've been around, we've been told that we're the victim. We've been told mm-hmm. that this is happening to us when really, like you just described so beautifully, when you started connecting the dots and started seeing like how things actually were aligning, you're like, oh no, this is exactly how it was supposed to fucking be because this is now mm-hmm. where I am, where I am. And this is why I continue to evolve and, you know, move up and, you know, my consciousness. And, you know, we've been talking on about consciousness and, and most people listening overall, I would say are somewhat where we are. They're on the journey of it. But I do have some people, it's interesting who have messaged me and been like, this is so over my head. This is not your content, you know, and all this stuff. And, and it's funny because my podcast kind of like, how you revamp my podcast when I started a couple of years ago was just from the mothers. It was when I was going to my heavy postpartum depression and I needed to focus on moms and share my own truth in like audio journals. So it was stripped down with Allie Levine being stripped down to your vulnerable self completely wholeheartedly in motherhood. And then when the pandemic hit or whatever you want to call it, I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm doing a disservice to humanity. Everyone's struggling right now. I need to be able to have like different types of guests on. And that's when it became everything that I was being because I realized it was going to literally be everything. And there was going to be no like question marks of what I was going to talk about or not talk about. So why I say that is because we've been kind of talking about a little bit of everything. And I would love for you to dive into a little bit of consciousness and spirituality, because I think it's something a lot of people question. It's something that a lot of people are trying to pretend they're quote unquote experts in. And really what you said so beautifully earlier is that it's your own journey of your own evolution and consciousness Mm -hmm. and your own experiences of what that is. And if someone's not at that level of consciousness, not saying that we're better or anything like that, but the level of actual like switch in their consciousness and the way they look at things and see things and perceive things, 
it's going to be totally different. So I would love for you to share like what maybe consciousness kind of means mm-hmm. to you, the evolution in consciousness and how it ties to spirituality from you, from your perspective as Ruby. Yeah. So I'm going to really simplify this and make it super easy for people to understand. So we have two parts of the brain. We have our subconscious and we have our conscious. Okay. The subconscious is everything that is autopilot. Okay. In, in your body, in your mind, all the things that are on autopilot. And so that includes like breathing, but it also includes brushing your teeth. Like we don't have to use our conscious mind to brush our teeth. You already know how to do that. For many people, it uh, driving is in your subconscious, like knowing how to drive, knowing how to ride a bike. So these are subconscious. Conscious part of your mind is responsible for that which you are aware of. So this is your awareness. It's your level of awareness. It's your ability to, in the moment, rather than run into autopilot, make a decision as to what you want to do or make a choice as to what you want to do. That is how the consciousness works. And so, and this is like real shit. I'm not just pulling this out of my ass. It's not just (laughs) Ruby's words. Like this is really what it's like. And I think in the spiritual community, people will start to take it to these whole other levels, which are not fucking grounded in reality. Like, let's just get real. Like, this is what consciousness is. This is what the subconscious is. And when we talk about raising your consciousness, it's raising your level of awareness because for men, like everyone listening, for those of you who have had a rock bottom moment, if you think about your life prior to rock bottom, would it be safe to say that you were living on autopilot, right? Like, probably yep, living raising on autopilot, my hand. <laughs> you know, like just decisions. You're not making conscious decisions. You're just living on autopilot, which gets you into all sorts of trouble and hit rock bottom. Boom. Then you have a right realization, epiphany, and you're like, okay, I have the power to change something. That's when you start to step into the conscious mind of starting to make decisions, conscious decisions, conscious choices, rather than working on autopilot. So post rock bottom is when we start to gain more awareness and grow our consciousness. And that just continues while you're in this work of personal and spiritual development. So that's the breakdown of of consciousness and how I would say this ties into spirituality is when you are running on autopilot, there's no way in hell you can be connected to spirit. And um, I say this as someone who has a religious background. Um, So I was raised Sikh. And I actually practiced Sikhism up until I went through my, I hate God phase in my early twenties. I think we all have that moment. (laughs) We all do. Right. Um, But when you are living on autopilot for so long, a lot of people live on, here's a, a lot of people live on autopilot and are religious, but they practice religion from an autopilot stand. Like they do, they go to church because they feel like they have to go to church or, or temple or synagogue or whatever. Well, like, well, the they, paradigms we talked about too, right? Like the, right. like that everyone telling you like, this is what you have to do in order yes. to be a part of this. Yes. So that's autopilot. That's subconscious. That's not conscious. And then where spirituality comes in is you make a choice with regards to what you believe in and how you practice that. And it can still be religion, right? Like in, I'm not saying the spirituality Um, and raising your consciousness has to be done without religion. It can still be with religion, but you are actually now aware of, let's say what you're reading, 
the prayers that you're reciting. You understand the words that are coming out of your mouth. You understand why you want to go to temple, church, synagogue, whatever you're aware. And so a lot of people will start to bring in more spirituality at this phase because their awareness is heightened and they start to see, for example, you'll start to see the similarities in all religions. You'll start to see, like, if anyone has not seen Zeitgeist, which was an old documentary done, like, I don't even know how long. Have you seen it? I have, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, just watch that just to get an idea of how similar things are. But you start to open your mind to see, like, how similar we all are and religion is and what we believe in is. And that opens the doors to spirituality, which is more of the unity-based consciousness where like, we are all one. Like we all want yes. the same shit. I say the same thing. We are all one. Yes. And that's why I believe, and I'm sure you feel the same, why they indoctrinate, why they create these low density paradigms to keep you divided on every single level possible. Because- oh, they want the fucking division. Right. This is exactly. why we're where we're at in humanity. Yeah. Like yes. this isn't about, you know, Joe Schmo down the street who's putting you down. No, he's been indoctrinated. So have you, by the way, right. Right. into this big like battle against each other for having different beliefs. Like since when is that a thing? Oh, right. Since they manufactured it. That's right. Exactly. hundred percent, hundred percent. And look, I'm, I'm guilty too of like, I've went through with my own parents and I've been a bunch of my friends and certain people who don't talk to me because they're like, well, you're just wrong. And you know, you're part of the side of hate. And I'm like, but who's told you that? Because you've known me my whole life. And have I ever had anything hateful unless there's something that actually happened between us that occurred? Like really think about who I am as a person. And then when you pair it, or are you just listening, like you said, to what was programmed to you and indoctrinated of like, this is who they are, because this is what we're telling you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Really, really well said. And, you know, some people will hear that and actually have a thought or two about it. And some people will not hear that. (laughs) And I'm like, like, it'll go through one ear and out the other, and then they'll continue on their rant. And, you know, like nowadays, and this is what I'm currently practicing is like knowing where to devote my energy to you know, and there's certain people who are just going to argue with you no matter what, because they are so, um, they are just living in fear mentality Mm -hmm. and clinging Mm -hmm. on to this idea of safety and like the belief that they've been told that there's no way in hell you're going to get through to them. Um, and so I leave those alone now and I, and you know, there's invitations for conversations to happen, but that's it. And I think that that's what we also have to learn. And again, it goes back to like, but I want everyone to like me. And now it's like taking this whole other form of like, but I want to save the world and I have to save humanity and I have to quote unquote, wake people up. It's like, no, you don't like that is not your fucking job, you know? And if you're trying to wake people up, then you're not fucking awake, right? (laughs) Like this is, this is our work that we do as individuals. All you can do is share your truth to plant seeds, to, um, encourage compassion and love and compassionate conversations and speak and represent that by being that, but you can't wake people up. That's not what we're here to do. We're here to really just stand in our truth and own our truth. And I honestly believe like, especially our generation, I can't speak for the next, but our generation, I think that the purpose that we all have in common is to like reclaim our potency, like reclaim what's ours, reclaim our voice and our truth. And by doing so, like if we all just did that work, we would be well on the way to 
to a sovereign nation, to a sovereign world, you know, because we've all done that work. So yeah, I, I don't even know where that started. That just went there. No, I love it. I love that's what I'm all about. I'm like, let it flow. I, I love that because it's so true, right? It goes back to the unity consciousness. It goes back to the fact that we're all one. It goes back to the fact of what you just said of being sovereign. And where does that start? It starts with us as individuals taking our power back and saying, I'm going to do everything that I wasn't taught to. And I'm going to do what feels good to me as me. And I'm going to step into that. And I'm going to share that no matter what comes my way, I'm going to continue to share that and step into that. And you're right. The more you embody that, the more you come home to yourself, the more you encourage others to do the same because they have that permission, even though they never needed it to feel like they can do the same. And that someone like yourself, who is, you know, you know, a powerhouse in many ways, and, you know, has been, you know, out in the space for quite a bit people can see you and can say, oh shit, like she is doing things differently. She is rocking the boat, but she's living her best life because of it. And she is living her truth and she is being her and they will feel that vibration of truth and that higher frequency. And those that want to be uh, gravitated towards it and that want to be in it will then start to speak it for themselves because that's where they'll receive it. Right. And I love what you said too about waking people up because I'm not going to lie. Guilty as hell. All of 2020, I was trying to wake my family up. I was trying to wake some friends up. I was everybody. And I got through to some people. I had some people have some quite heavy breakthroughs and others, not at all. And it was so frustrating for me. I now finally come 2021 where we are. I'm like, okay, I'm going to become the observer and I'm going to allow things to just kind of play. And if something really big comes into play and I feel my truth needs to be spoken, I need to say something, then I will. But the rest, I'm going to continue just to embody who I am. Like you said, drop those breadcrumbs, plant those seeds, do what I need to do in hopes that that will help humanity to further evolve and see that and want to step into evolving. But you're right. At the end of the day, you are only in control of you. And there's a real power within that. But there's also this dance of like the struggle of like, well, but I want other people to feel this way because it, it does feel so good. And it is the highest place to be. But like you said, it's not our job to get other people there. Our job as individuals is to step into our own sovereignty and to continue to evolve in our own consciousness. And then if we feel called to like you do and myself, share it and help others do the same, you know? And so I just think like, that's such a good message because so many people feel like they just can't even do that. They don't even know where to begin they don't even know where to start, which is where I would actually love for this to kind of full come full circle is like, those are listening who are like, all right, you've got my attention. I am kind of feeling like I could be coming to this breakdown or I already had it. And I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Where do people start? And, you know, in your opinion, of course you have the coaching and, you know, people can reach out to you, but like, where do you even start? Like, where does this work begin when it comes to like, you know, who you are, Ruby is sharing that you would want others to know. Mm. Well, first, I want to make it clear that this is not external work. I think a lot of times people assume, oh, oh, I need to do this thing or put this thing out. And it's like, no, the work is actually very, very internal. And you want to think of it like um, you are starting to get to know yourself for the first time, most likely in your life. Um, And this is about really understanding um, who you are. And you can start with this one simple question, like, what is it that I really value? Um, Or you can reword it, what do I actually hold meaningful in my life? And understanding what that is for you, because a lot of people, as basic as that question seems, a lot of people don't really understand what that is for them, or they hold 
um, someone else's values true. Like they hold their family's values or their religious upbringings values or their partner's values. And they don't really understand what it is that they value. Um, and so just to start there and understand what that is for you. And then from there, take an audit of your life, of your business, of your work, and ask yourself, do these things align with what I value? Do they align with what I hold most meaningful? Do the people around me align with this? And that in itself is going to start to open the doors wide open to this heightened awareness and a heightened consciousness. But then from there, you actually have to then do the work to remove the misalignment or shift the misalignment into um, being more aligned so that everything in your life feels aligned with who you are. And and that's the real work. Yeah. Yes. It's so true. And, and to that point, Ruby, like when you start to do that, right. And like you said, things, you know, will essentially that are misaligned, will kind of go and things that need to shift will shift. What would you say to those that are, again, this is the fear space space that we've been, you know, kind of raised in and we've all been indoctrinated in. They have the fear behind, well, then what if I lose this? And what if then I lose this in my business and I lose my friends and I lose my family? Let's just say it's like, you know, super crazy and everything's quote unquote going to be lost. What would you say to those people who just, they won't do it because they literally, it's the fear that won't allow them to move into those higher stages of consciousness. Right. Um, Okay. Congrats. You're going to stay exactly where you're at. (laughs) (laughs) You got to, I mean, you got to ask yourself, um, what I love that. That was a great answer. <laughs> like, I mean, that's <laughs> so what I, that's why it takes a certain type of person to come work with me, but <laughs> like, you have to ask yourself, what's scarier? Is it scarier to live your life as you're living, experiencing the same shit that you're experiencing? Or is it scarier to take that next step? You know, like, what is it costing you to stay exactly where you're at? I, no matter what you do, it's all going to be scary. You know, it's scary to stay inside your comfort zones. You, you've just programmed yourself to believe that it's comfortable, but actually in, in reality, you're super uncomfortable where you're at, which is why you have this desire to leave where you're at, you know? And so it's about what, what type of fear are you willing to lean into, you know? I love that. What type of fear are you willing to lean into? Anyone listening, you should write that down. <laughs> what type <laughs> of fear are you willing to lean into? I mean, there was so much gold with this, but like, seriously, that's like a, boom, mic drop, because it's true. And it's like, and if you really believe in God and on on our true spirituality journey, you realize that like God only created love. God only created compassion and empathy and all these higher frequencies of, like you said, the unity of who we are and everything else that is the lower vibration is something else, whatever that may be to you. It's not anything that God wanted for you or is within you because everything is within us, right? It's all within who we are and our own reality. If we choose to evolve and take those steps like you have in consciousness. Yeah. And I do want to share a reframe with that because I am all about the lower and higher vibrations, because if we actually talk about uh, the vibration of emotion, like anxiety is high, it's not low, you know? And fear can actually be a really high vibration, not low. Um, And so when we talk about unity, when I talk about unity consciousness, what I'm talking about is being able to stand with the shadows and the light, because all of this makes the duality, uh, which is us and the duality of life. You Mm -hmm. know, we can't have the dark without the light. Our shadows are here to teach us Our, 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 the denser energetic feels we're 
equipped to feel those things for a reason, but what the problem lies when we're not really owning all of that. And that's where we find ourselves right now is this society of like not fully owning or expressing anything, which is why everyone's performing. So the way to unity consciousness is to find that unity within ourselves to create the unity within ourselves. And that means all the dark and all the light and all the in-between. Okay. I love that. Yeah. And I agree with you. It is true. You can't have dark without light. And there is a true dance between that duality of owning it and being in our shadows, being able to see them, move through them, learn from them and everything. And I guess for me, when I speak about the lower consciousness of fear, I guess I'm speaking about the presence of what we're seeing right now, what's happening in the world. And that true, like, you know, if you get COVID, you're going to die. You know, if you, you know, if you do this, you know, without this, this is going to happen to you if you do, you know what I mean? And so I guess that's what the part of what I'm, what I'm speaking to, but I completely understand what you're saying on a much more evolved level of consciousness, how all of it really can be both as long as you're actually owning it and, and doing that dance around within it mm-hmm. and, and you're equipped to handle all of it. It's a matter of how you're actually perceiving it and what you're allowing it to do to you. Right. And, and what, um, what you're allowing it to actually do to you, you know, physically, mentally, spiritually, you know, you know, all the things, um, along with like what you realize is actually your truth again. And and what's not and what they're telling you is truth versus what is actual truth to you. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Being able to ground back into what's real for you. Right. Yeah, absolutely. No. And I agree with that. I've been reading, I don't know if you've, it's an older book. I, I don't know if you've read conversations with God. No, I haven't read that it's, one. It's really, really good. It's Nielsen. I've read his last name. It's, mm-hmm. it's so interesting because it, it's the conversation essentially that like he had on his own consciousness, but he's sharing it in a sense of like, I want you to understand like what God actually like has given you in your life, which is free will and being sovereign and nothing is actually like chosen for you in the sense of like, you're making all those choices, whether you realize it or not. And so, so much of what we said in the conversation resonated from what I'm reading because it's so true. And, and it talks about like the energy and frequencies. And it's, it's really interesting how also it talks about religion and how God really never said, this is what you're supposed to be doing. And to question even things of quote unquote authority within that, within religion and how that it, again, it goes back to your own spiritual self of owning who you are and knowing that and knowing you are part of that creator and what was created within you. So I, I, when I, when I was listening to you speak, there was a lot of just, you know, that same resonance. I was like, it's so cool when you get to have these conversations with different people, because it honestly lights me up because I love that everyone has different perceptions, but it's all within the same idea and all within the same, like we all are one and we are all of unity consciousness. And even though we may see things differently of how this is, there is that beautiful duality if you allow it. So thank Mm -hmm. you so much for sharing your beautiful gifts and your story. This has just been so empowering. Mm, Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. And tell us where we can find you, follow you. Of course, if they want to come to you, you know, for coaching or need some type of mentorship, how can they do that? And everything guys, as always, will be in the show notes. Yeah, definitely. Um, for coaching mentorship and to see what I have coming up in the pipelines, just go to rubyframon.com. Um, if you're on the socials, you can connect with me at I am Ruby. I tend to frequent Instagram and Twitter the most, but I'm found everywhere. Um, definitely tune into my podcast, Potent Truth, out on all podcast platforms. And please do grab a copy of my book, Potent Leadership. It's out on Amazon in all countries. And um, will soon also be available on my website for signed book bundles. 
So yeah, reach out and I'd love to hear from you. I'd also love to hear your biggest. And then they can get your book bundles on your website. That'll be signed. That's coming soon on your website. That'll also, of course, guys be in the show notes. And then you were saying. And yeah, I would love to hear from you. If you've listened to this episode and you're still here, bravo. And um, (laughs) please like connect with me on social media and just let me know what your favorite takeaway your biggest aha moment was from this episode. Yes. Thank you so much, Ruby, for being a bright light in this space. I'm so grateful we got to connect and I look forward to further synergy and alignment. Guys, like I said, there's so much gold here, but I hope there's anything you took away from this is truly to lean into the fear of what Ruby spoke to and also really ask yourself who you are to start that journey of self. So guys, continue to be the light. Till next time. Cheers. Bye.